Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Zira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Oh, Whoa. Last week, the party proceeded down the tunnel underneath the Arcanium with Robert 2.0. After spending time analyzing another blockage, Kit deftly shaped the offending stone into a closed door just waiting to be opened. Unsure of what awaits them on the other side, the party has decided to take a brief respite to gather themselves and plan. Which they did off air. Don't worry, we're not going to do more planning on air this week. Okay. What brilliant plan have our friends come up with? <laughs> what lies on the other side of Kit's stone door? And what did Bria's nice role at the end of last week's episode mean? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hello. 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 Um, that role, I had forgotten that that's how we ended it. You sent us the episode. I listened to the episode. Loved that that's how it ended. Giggled. And then my social media manager for my business sent me like a report of like where we're at on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And as of yesterday, we had uh, 69, 69 followers. And I was like, we can stop. (laughs) So the universe is sending me signs of something. Um, Not sure exactly what. Um, (laughs) Bloops. Eyebrow raise, um, eyebrow raise. I'm going to change the subject. Um, Karin's thumbs make me insecure. <laughs> what? I don't... I, what? Yes, what? So when you... <sighs> before we start recording, and now everyone's going to try this out. Before we start recording, um, we put our thumbs up to say, we're ready, our recording is on, blah, 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 everything's good to go. And everybody puts their thumbs up, and my thumb tilts all the way backwards. So does Lydia's, so and does Alex. Listeners, you should know that we're all <gasps> holding our thumbs up and to the camera every single right one now. Of us. Karin's is like straight. It's like a straight, perfectly a straight perfect thumbs up. Thumbs yeah. Up. yeah. It's got like a little like back, but mine goes like all, both of them go like all the way back. They're like broken. Yeah, Alex, Alex, yours go further than mine do. Karin's are all straight. Karin's got beautiful oh, thumbs. Oh. <laughs> Karin, I want you to come up with a thing to make Taryn insecure about in next week's opening. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Amazing. I feel better now that I know that, like, we have a mixture of thumbs in the group, you know? Now I've heard everything. <laughs> okay, I'm going to okay. I'm gonna leave the room and the rest of you all no, can. Um... No, you are not. And here comes the sound effect with, like, taking the headphones off and then the, no, the walking not... out of the room. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. No. <laughs> I did start the circle. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> you just... <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how DM Jazzy Hands passed away. <laughs> well, the best as, part is what Taryn's about to say, which is I gasped and... As though you were not in my living room when I started watching this. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I would like to report to you all that I got her to start watching season one, episode one of The Circle. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty late. It was like... Pretty late. We started at 11 o'clock at night. So we started the first episode and we, you know, it pops up the whole the length of the episode it was like an hour and three minutes and Taryn was like great my bedtime's in half an hour so we're gonna watch the first half of it and we'll see what happens and that first half hour went by and I looked at Taryn and she would not meet my eyes and did not turn (laughs) off the circle so we watched the whole episode uh, which I feel like bodes well for us yeah I have watched episode two as well now well we've converted uh so 
I'm very pleased about that. But Taryn, I was just going to ask if you've also started the new season of Survivor. Hello. Yes. It was like Christmas morning in my house. That sounds like a joke. <laughs> Genuinely. I, no, it was. It was wild. You were Every like maybe 15 minutes, I would remember that it was starting and that it was here and it was the day after all this time. <laughs> and I would get so happy and I'm thrilled. I think this cast is great. I'm very happy. I think it's going to be a great season. It's going to be great for everyone. Tune in on Wednesdays to CBS. I want you all to know that that was no exaggeration. She would remember. I I left that day after I stayed with her for a few days. Every 15 minutes or so, it's Survivor Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's Coronation Day. Exactly. It's Coronation. Coronation Day. Um, As long as we're talking about TV shows, I have two that I've completed in the past couple of weeks. Um, If you haven't seen Sex Education... Get on it. It is the new season is absolutely brilliant. I think we talked about that a little bit, but I finally finished the season and it's beautiful. And then if you haven't watched the other two on HBO Max, it is brilliant television. It is it's good. Uh like it started on Comedy Central and then HBO Max bought it and it has they've only just like bloomed and blossomed in season two. It is just wonderful. It's especially if you live in New York City, any listeners who like live in Manhattan and I don't know, might be homosexual or friends with a lot of homosexuals. You're it. This is for you, friends. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Anybody else got any media wrecks? I just started the first episode of Schmigadoon. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I do. I'm going to put in a request for Lydia to keep us posted on Schmigadoon because you're not as into musical theater Mm -hmm. as the rest of us nerds here are. Um, Keep us posted on what you think because obviously like we see things and we're like, oh my God, that's the show and that's the show Uh and that's what this means. Even Um, though... But I think you'll catch a lot of them because they are like standards. They're pretty obvious. The first episode... The first episode is the one with Cord and Puddin, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. too. I mean, I finished the whole season and that's still my first, my favorite number in the entire series. Yeah. It's oh, so for good. Sure. Mine is they do a, a, a dance move to the lyric where a man is a man and a cow is a cow. <laughs> and the dance move to it. I was weeping for like two days afterward. Anytime I would remember it, I would start crying. It was so It is. Uh, if you've ever witnessed or even been in or witnessed a, an over-the-top, specifically golden age musical theater ensemble, it is... You just know. You, you know that world and that like you have to be kind of over-the-top and happy and but for no reason like there's not really a justification (laughs) behind it i don't know it's just it's silly it's it's so fun agreed slightly unrelated news i sent a video to taryn which she never responded to of a guy popping locking his cat and literally it cracks me up i i was tickled i showed it to my boyfriend and i was just like he's just he's so good and the cat's just there and he's just he's just He's popping and logging. How do you even know that you could do that with a cat? <laughs> I lost it. First of all, you just outed me like I usually out Alex. That mm-hmm. felt very aggressive. Now I know how it feels. <laughs> um, second of Welcome. all, I... You're going to have to tell me where this video is. Instagram. You send me a lot of different things. Instagram. I have a small child, so sometimes I will see things and not be able to respond, and I apologize. 
I um, this feels like this feels like a conversation for the channel in our Slack that is titled Public Apologies. Right. So I'm going to say, go there and finish this. We should but, play some D&D. But yeah? we're no? nervous, so... Yeah, I know. That's why I'm making us play D&D. <laughs> Let's play D&D! <laughs> so you all are... Uh, we'll say we'll skip to the end of your uh, short rest, because the truth is, as hilarious as your percentile roll of 69 was, that's actually smack in the middle of the nothing notices you all uh, part of the chart. Uh, <laughs> We've been making these plans via text message, and then I just said when we got together on Zoom, I was like, we don't even know what my role was, so we don't even know what's coming for us, so now we know. Nah, you're safe. It was a fun number, but also it was a, a boring number on the chart. Nothing nothing creeps into the tunnel just by happenstance in the hour that you all are taking a short rest. So uh, you all have uh, short rested, taken about an hour, uh, you know, hit, your, hit that on your sheets, do whatever you need to do, and in that hour you all have had a chance to discuss and to plan and to... Uh, to get things ready for, well, whatever you're going to do next. So I leave it in y'all's terrifying but generally capable hands. (laughs) Well, I think first we, after we've taken our nap or whatever we're doing, um, (laughs) personally, Flick was taking a nap. I don't know why calling a short rest a nap makes me laugh so much. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Take a nap. Uh, I think we're going to ask Mirko to re-up his detect magic. I think that's first things first. Or no, yeah, dispel. Sure. No, not detect. D- uh, dispel. Yeah. He's going to try to dispel once again mm-hmm. the magic on the other side of the door. And you, uh, you Flick, we're going to give him a bardic inspiration. That's so that correct. So that we can hopefully just be done with this. <laughs> Seriously. So I quietly play... That's all. It's lovely. It's also Mirko. So uh, I think Mirko's like, that's so distracting. But you can see that that's obviously not true. Uh, But a a little bit of Mirko's deep down personality shines through uh, and has to harass his brother. So Mm -hmm. so distracting Flick. Every time Flick (laughs) plays the flute, he just uh, goes blank. He's like, I'm just not going to listen to this. And he just goes completely blank. And then he pops back up when it starts again. Hilarious. Um, all right, so Mirko is dispelling what's on the other side first. Yeah, the big that, one. The big kahuna. Yes. You got it. All right, and he has bardic inspiration, and anything else did you say? Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to give him one of the precogs as well, the precognitions, because I think I have okay. five more, so that gives him so advantage, advantage plus a d8. You got it. All right, so we are making those checks. First one with advantage. Oh my! Well, it's good that you gave him advantage. What's your bardic inspiration die? It's a d8. All right. Can you pull some He'll new dice for Marco, please? It's it's not impossible. It's basically at this point a 50-50 chance. Can Karin roll her magic d8? Oh, do you want to roll the d8? No, <laughs> she's like, no. Anything, <laughs> anything to make it not my fault. I'm into it. Karin no. is like, no. The less pressure. The no no yeah. pressure being put on. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the d8. Marco closes his eyes and reaches out. And you've seen him do this a few times before, but his sort of brand of magic is his uh, his somatic components, his hand motions, uh, look like he is literally interacting with, like, a weave. Uh, you've heard back home the magic, like the ambient magic in the world referred to as the weave of magic. 
But Mirko makes it almost literal, the way that you can see him feeling around and, like, pulling and stretching and, and, and moving. And he begins to sort of sweat as he's trying. And every now and then there'll be a sharp, sudden, sharp, sudden movement as if he's trying to catch threads getting away from him. And eventually you don't really see anything different happen, but he opens his eyes, <sighs> takes a deep breath and goes... That was really fucking hard, but I fucking did it. Yeah! yeah. All right. Uh, just barely, but he did do it. Um, good use of resources, y'all, I have to say. Uh, so, yeah, the big one, the, uh, he, has, he has disabled whatever powerful magical trap thingy is on the other side of that door. Can he tell us what it was now? Can you tell us what it was now? Oh, interesting. No. I hate well, maybe let's... Do we think it's maybe safe to open the door? Well, did we want him to also try to disable the little guy? That's what I was thinking. I feel like at this point, if we've already... <laughs> if we're going this direction, let's just make sure we're totally in the clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, for what it's worth, I mean, if we want to talk a little bit of meta mechanics, like, he did get two third level slots back from his short rest, so... Using those two for this, you know, just sort of puts him at a wash, so that's fine. Yeah, so he'll cast a spell, and this time, I mean, it, you know, he sort of pulls a single thread out of the air, and he's like, all right, well, that one was much easier. Hooray. Can you tell us what that one was? Uh, A confetti cannon? Yeah, actually, I'll give him, uh, you know what, I'll, and I'll give him an arcana check on the previous one, too. Okay, so I went ahead and rolled. Oh no! Uh, that, I that's, rolled that's arcana checks to see if he could identify, and yeah, so he got a nineteen. Uh, actually, I guess a modified a, a, a twenty nine uh, on identifying the little one, and then got a natural one uh, identifying the big one. But the little one, he says, "Oh, it's really good that you did that because that was an alarm spell, and I don't know who it was linked to, but I could certainly guess." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now uh, we open the door. Open the door! Who's gonna do it? Do I have to do it? You're the rogue. Don't you like to open doors yourself? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go ahead and open. I was gonna say check it for traps and with my thieves yeah. tools. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Karin but I just made, made the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, but here's the thing. I absolutely believe that Bria would still I, check it. I totally forgot that we honest. made the door. I totally forgot we made the door. I was like, yeah, you check for traps. That's what you I do. I probably You're a still do like my regular passes over the door. Like... I also have hand motions, I guess, um, <laughs> and I will do my regular passes over the door, and then I'll stop myself, and I'll giggle, and maybe I'll say, Bastira didn't make this door, Kit did, and then I'll open the door. <laughs> I love it. Make a, just just because you know I love to make a scene out of dice rolls, uh, make an investigation check, but do it with disadvantage, since you, like, abort mission partway through. They're both 19s, bitch. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so you are doing your checks, and what is, so what is... Modified 19 or on the die 19? On the die 19. What, what is that was modified? It? Investigation? Investigation is fine, yeah. Uh, 28. Oh, shit. Um, so, okay, 28. I think you find something. I think you find from this side of the door, uh, you, you sort of, I think the first thing that you do is you check, like, the edges of the door, and you can see just barely there's, like, a weird shadow in the in the tiny little like two millimeter space between the bottom of the door and the floor, uh, and and I'm not even gonna make you roll for this one, but you're able to like snip a little something that you can't really see, and it sounds like it feels like there was a little like tripwire bell 
on the other side, like not of the door, obviously, but on the other side of the blockage, just like as a last ditch something something. Uh, but Bria, you found it and you deactivated it uh, deftly from beyond the door. That very much sounds like a Robert idea. It's like you're like, we're gonna put this blockage and we're gonna put the alarm spell there, and Robert's like, but we're also gonna put a trap. But we're gonna with put a, a bell. bell. I don't know what it says about this whole endeavor that you all are so clearly able to identify Robert's touch in these things. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's the little things that make it like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that's that's, <laughs> that's, it, that's Robert's touch. That's right actually there. the exact phrase. That's the, the exact Robert phrase. touch. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, maybe that's the episode title, the, the Robert, Robert touch. touch. Um, He's gonna it. hate that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'll enjoy that, but. <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right. So you can safely now, you are very sure, very confident, you can safely open the door. Do we want to get eyes in there first? I'm looking at you. Nope. No. No. I have already opened the door. the wall, Leroy Jenkins. Okay. Let's do it. I mean. Bria's like, she's literally, it's like half open. She's like, I did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Was I supposed to wait? Deer in headlights. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You, uh, Bria is, you know, got the door halfway open when she hears the question, and ah, fuck it, she's like pushes Oops, it all the way sorry. open. And and you did fine, right? You can see the remains of like a very crude, like mechanical bell ringing trap on the other side. Uh, you can you and you see that there's an, about another just five feet of tunnel or so uh, that leads to a dead end. And at that dead end, and this looks very much like what you experienced when you when you went through the tunnels on the Western Island on TLR, uh, there's a little ladder that leads up and to a hatch. And if you recall from before, that hatch, assuming it's the same, probably leads through the floor of the node chamber and directly into the node chamber. Merkel the- has his detect magic up, question mark? I think we need uh, to he ask did not, him. not, but he can. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was going to ask. I think we need to... I didn't even think of this until now, but I have a feeling the hatch is probably going to be protected in some way, shape, or form, too, so maybe we should see what's up. Or there's going to yeah. be, like, traps in the floor or something. Yeah, Indiana definitely. Jones. Uh, he'll very quickly... Uh, you know, this is a very basic spell. He'll pull some threads uh, over his eyes and look around, and he definitely... Uh, you know, and you all are not surprised by this, but like the node is some powerful magic. So he senses that and he's like, yep, you all were right about the layout for sure. Uh, but beyond that, nothing seemed, nothing else seemed magical seems to be going on down here in this, in this little five feet left of tunnel. Can we just do a quick search around to make sure that this five feet is safe to travel? Of course. Down? Yeah, this absolutely. Caution is, uh, I, I shan't, I shan't ding you for caution, especially not now. What you got, Bria? 24. No, uh, it it does look like, um, you know, back here there was obviously evidence of Robert moving around. Uh, On this side, there is a layer of sort of undisturbed, like, dust and whatever. No one has been in this area of the tunnel, probably since it was sealed. Okay. Are we spider-kidding it? Yeah, but do we want to check the hatch itself before we even just, like, crack it so that she can get through? I I can include the hatch in that check. Okay. The hatch is untrapped, and Mirko's not getting any any magic from the hatch itself. You know, perhaps it was foolish hubris, but they figured y'all wouldn't get through two plugs 
uh, and get this far without being alerted. So it looks like there aren't any other, you know, measures. Uh, with that check, you, you know, the hatch isn't locked. It's not anything, so. I have um, some WD-40 on my sheets. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and spray that on the hatch to make sure it doesn't squeak at all. And I'm going to use a stealth roll to do that. Okay, sure. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Flavoring the roll. Absolutely, yeah. You're not getting advantage on it because that's made up, but you can have a stealth roll. It is very high. Um, wait, 20... Seven. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you know, just you start. I'm gonna to make sure everyone's fear. okay with me lifting this before I. <laughs> yeah. Do fair. This. Fair. A little late, but fair. <laughs> Seeing yeah, no objections. Uh, oh, no, wait. Go ahead, well, I, yep. No, go, kid. Can we? I don't know. Since you rolled so well on the stealth roll, do we feel like it's worth seeing if you can even just like get a little peek at what's happening inside the room before I use a wild shape? Yeah, I'm just fine because with that. thinking ahead, if we're gonna be in a battle, I would prefer to not waste a wild shape on a recon if we can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Teensy spider. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just. That's called self-preservation. She's just waiting in the corner with all of her spell slots, waiting to turn back into Kit. Yeah, all right. So, Bria, you start to push the hatch open. It squeaks a little, and you're like, nope, and put some of that fantasy WD-40 on on the hinge, uh, and you just crack it enough so that there is just the barest little view. And you make me a perception check, please. I'm really super nervous about this. With advantage, right? No. <laughs> no! 17. Yeah, okay. Uh, you. That's fine. You see three pairs of feet. And why don't you make me a nature check? And this time I will give you advantage for reasons that will become clear depending on how this goes. Uh, oh my god, I lost. In between looking at my dice and looking at my sheet, I lost the number. Yep. It's going so well. Um, nature. It's a, tw- a 20. Adjusted 20. Okay, great. You recognize uh, three sets of, like, lower legs and feet. Two of them absolutely belong to White Abishai, those those draconic fiends uh, that you all have seen before. And one of them, you have to sort of search your memory even further back. Uh, but the other you recognize, you have to throw your memory back, but you recognize it as the feet of a spined devil. Uh, and it takes you a minute because you, you fought those in the tunnels on the Northern Island during the evacuation. But it takes you a minute to recognize them because you know spine devils can fly. And so I don't know that you all ever saw them actually on the ground walking. Uh, so it does take you a second, but that's what you see in there. Looks like there's a spine devil and two white abishai in the room. This is the node chamber, yes? Yeah, uh, yes, you also catch sight of the base of the node. Can I see, like, power being fed into it? You don't notice... Uh, so I will say, you don't notice anything obviously attached to it. So it doesn't look like they're, you know, attaching bay trees like like the all-glorp was in the south or anything like that. Um, but that's all that you can get a vantage point of from this tiny, tiny crack in the floor. Okay, I'm going to bring it back down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell everybody what I saw. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to continue with our prepping before we head in. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out what that entails. Neither can the listeners. Let's take a break. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I guess we're taking our mid-show break. I've lost all control. Anyway, um, how does this go? 
Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be cordial if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We want to read those five-star reviews on the air when we find them. And the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and, you know, the more people we get to listen. So leave us reviews, tell your friends, help us grow the show, even now. We want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to Patreon patreon.com slash dndlatsrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Of course, if that isn't enough, know that you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program and the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page, but for right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. A huge thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Alex Bauer, to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer Skill tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and a newly elevated Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. Okay, sticking to the basics this week, quick and dirty. I think that's all we've got for you. So stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. Uh, all right, what's next? Well, thoughts, uh, thoughts and feelings. She's not in there. As as far as we, as far as you could tell, she's not there. Correct. As far as Bria could see, uh, she assu- I'm assuming being Semyaza is not in there. So we're on to plan A. Right. This is, <laughs> and and the listeners are like, 
Plan A, Plan B, B Plan C. Plan B. So our plan A as of now was to make a ruckus and get her down here. Am I correct? We want to knock people out and make a ruckus to hopefully get some Yaza down here. Yes, everyone? Everyone? We're getting nods, uh, you know, audio medium and all. Uh, but we are getting nods for the and nail chews, nail chews. To so I this is a very stressful moment. I if you love <laughs> making Kit slash Karen nervous. Yeah. If you play that noise backwards, let us know what she just said, please. <laughs> um. So just to we had, I think we like talked around this situation a few times, and. Mm-hmm. One of the details that we had thrown out as being a possibility would be we go in, we silence, if some guys is not there, we silence whoever is there, mm-hmm. and then we try to take down the portal before we catch some Yaza's attention. Yes, that's right. That was one of our, that was A1. I don't know if we can actually do that, especially because I realized I don't know how we're getting Robert up this ladder right here. (laughs) Bag of holding. We have rope. but Uh, um, I like that I wasn't the one to suggest rope. But um, (laughs) bag of holding, I think, works. Bag of holding could work. I do think it is important that we get Robert up there to get to the node, even if it's just to strengthen himself themselves and potentially help us to disconnect whatever's going on there if that's possible they can do that i think that was the idea like Mm -hmm. whatever help we can get from robert and hopefully let them re-up their power so we're do let's start with the silencing see what we can do and then when we feel ready we can make a ruckus to get some yaza down here hopefully question mark sure what what was the look at us being like what was the plan again um the silencing uh, do we have silence no no i just like not just trying to as we yeah. i was like, curious if I was that like, was we gonna silence them or like we're gonna cast silence, <laughs> yeah, silence. Yeah. yeah i was like because we've done that before in probably season three. <laughs> oh god um uh, I think yeah, it's four no so yeah Silson. four yeah Oh, God, yeah. I don't know. It all runs together. So we just want to eliminate them as quickly as possible, as quietly as possible, right? So I can't use, like, a high-level shatter to... <laughs> That's my question Your to you all spell. right now. Right, right. I mean, it just depends on how quickly we want to get reinforcements coming into the Neo Chamber. Well, because these really Abishai are, are no joke, and so that's yeah. my only concern, is that, yes, like, I mean, we could go in guns a-blazing, but my guns a-blazing are pretty loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mirko doesn't have silence? No, I don't believe so. Does he have anything else that he could help us out with in that idea? Big that boom, range? big boom. Uh, I mean, he could certainly make a big boom. Noise is easy. Qu- quiet is harder. Uh, I don't think he has anything for quiet. Um, I mean, ultimately, like, at the end of the day, if we all look at what whatever we have in our like respective tool belts, if it's going to be loud, it's going to be loud. <laughs> like, right. I guess that is what it is. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, he does, he's got, uh, he unfortunately doesn't have hold person, apparently. He does have hold monster, uh, which is good, I guess, because that could actually work on these things, but that's a that's a fifth level spell. I guess he does also have polymorph prepared. I also uh, have <laughs> the um, concertina for the irresistible dance. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. So keep him really distracted. I'll pick a different target and go for it. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah. So that's that's in terms of incapacitating relatively quietly. I think his options are going to be uh, Hold Monster, which is the fifth level spell. Polymorph, which is fourth. That's pretty much it for a quiet takedown. Flick. I'm changing the subject slightly so we have more time to think. You had a couple of things that you wanted to maybe spells you wanted to cast to help us. Well, yeah, I know that. Um... I have now Intellect Fortress is one of my newer spells, and it would give, if I cast it at a fourth level, it is concentration, so I wouldn't be able to cast invisibility or anything else like that at the same time, but I can cast it at a fourth level, and it would hit two of us, and we would have resistance to psychic damage, as well as uh, advantage on mental saves, which I don't know exactly what their deal is, but I know a lot of fiendish... I don't... I, that just... It screams fiend to me. Um, so that is... That might be helpful. I don't know if we want to cast that now, or if I just do that as kind of like a last, you know, uh, resort in combat, but I don't know. We could get... I'm, what's, I'm taking the temperature on that. What do we think? Yes, no, maybe so. We can see if anyone is doing any psychic damage to us or anything like that. And yeah. I I can use an action to uh, stop being charmed or frightened on my end. Sure. Uh, doesn't do much for psychic damage, but... My question to DM is that maybe could I make an intelligence history check at advantage about these specific Abishai and maybe even the spiked devil to see if I remember what kind of stuff they do. Yeah, do it. I like that. That's a good use of ranger features. And this time, it works. I like it. Hooray. Um, Hooray. In history. That's a 16. Now I'm just double checking. (laughs) Uh, So white Abishai and spined devils are uh, definitely sort of shock troops, right? They're mostly going to be there uh, to physically and martially protect a space. Uh, neither of those two groups of fiends uh, have, you know, spellcasting at their disposal. They have, just like all fiends, they have, you know, magical resistance and that kind of stuff. Uh, but those two particular types of fiends aren't really going to be doing casting spells or causing psychic damage. Okay. Uh, on, you know, unless there's something unusual about them, but in general, that is what you know. No, that's great. I think that answers that. Then I'll save that for if like mm-hmm. she starts coming in and being like in our heads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I also have protection from evil that I can cast on one of us. Uh, I would probably choose Biz because you you go in there and you just you start hitting things <laughs> and I don't I don't know I don't like that very much. Yeah. So that's all. I mean, what? Well, let's. See. I'm gonna remind myself and the listeners. Um, that would gain so creatures of the uh, fiends would have disadvantage on attack rolls against you, Biz, and you can't be charmed, frightened, etc. I mean, that I'd would be, be kind of nice. That the only benefit is that they wouldn't get uh, they'd have disadvantage against attacks against me because, like I said, the charmed and frightened like that's a moot point for me because I can just I have stillness of mind. So, mm. um, how many hit points do you have, Bizdera? I have eighty. I have sixty-nine hit points. What is happening in my life? Oh, me too. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! Nice. Um, I'm wondering if it should go to either me or Kit then, mm-hmm. so we get that uh, Kit because she goes in f- with her wild shapes, mm-hmm. and then me because sometimes I'll go in with my little dagger. Well, I would say you over me because when I wild shape, I get the bonus hit points. Yeah, so. that's what I was that's thinking. That's true. Too. Okay, you know what? I'm actually going to go ahead and cast that on you then. Okay. Uh, well, we'll go. I'll do it right before we go in the room. 
because okay. it's up to it's uh, ten minutes. The other thing is, um, I know I'm going to try to make use of my stunning strike with these guys. So yes, one thousand percent. So do we all have? Uh, is this a surprise situation? Are we trying to be stealthy in the like? Are we passed without tracing into the room? I. Th- Think How? so? I feel like we want to be sneaky. Yeah, and and do our best to actually get a surprise round mm-hmm. on them before we initiate this. For contract. sure. Um, DM. How far away and what direction were the feet facing when Bria peeked in? Uh, they were sort of, from what you could see, Bria, it looked like they were, like, sort of odd to see. Actually, they're patrolling around the node, basically, Mm. and sort of moving clockwise around it. Okay. Shall we? Can we... We can't hear them through the floor, right? Through the little hatch? No. Okay. Maybe we, um... Go. Can we just really fast decide for our first round? Are we just going in and attacking? Or are we going to try like the hold monster? I could do a charm monster. Or, like, which direction are we going? Yeah, Mirko would like to know that too. Attacking, right? Well, I mean, I don't. Th- I think the um, charm monster is not necessarily. I think the hold monster is. I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't know. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go the attack route, maybe the hold monster is actually better, so that it, we can gain. What is that? We gain advantage on yeah, attack rolls because well, the monster would be paralyzed, so you'd get advantage, and any any hit within five feet is a crit. I think if that was Mirko's spell, right? Hold monster. Uh-huh. Maybe let's go for that for him. Yeah. Cool. Who would you like attack? him to target? An Abishai or the Spine Devil? Who has more hit points? I guess you would know this. The Abishai are strong. <laughs> that's, that's, I was going to say that. but. Um, yeah. So here's my question. Is it worth having Mirko kind of pop in and be like, ah, and like try to like dece- deceive and be like, I meant like I couldn't get in any other way or whatever? Not in this case, because we're going to try to get that stealth round. Yeah. Which for me is a big deal. So, yeah. Okay. Well, if uh, Mirko goes for one Abishai, I'll go for the other one to try to stun it. Okay. Let's All right. do this. So we're doing Let's Pass Without do a Trace, no invisibility. Yes? No yeah, invisibility. I mean, Okay. The invisibility would drop anyways, so yeah, right. might so as well. Just not maybe Mirko can be the leader and head in first, or like cast the spell from underneath or something, and then we go. Or are we just going? I think we have to be in the room. Oh, can't just realize something. Mirko can certainly go in first, uh, but once he starts casting, I mean, you know, succeed or fail, things are probably gonna pop yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. But Mirko can go up first and and get you know if you all we're gonna we'll do a group stealth check and sort of see if we get a surprise round that's fine with me. Before we go in and this can perhaps have happened while we were resting, we were going to ask uh, Mirko slash the Allglorp about where we could move put the magical energy if we have to move it like somewhere else when we disconnect the node or whatever in case oh. they die during the battle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. We all make a wisdom perception check please before I answer that question uh, and I'm not gonna take passives on this uh, Bria if your uh, reliable talent applies that's fine but passives I'm not taking this time uh, so kit I'm pooping my pants I don't know or see anything <laughs> incredible uh, Bizdira? Uh yeah she's kind of focused on everything else she got a six love it flick well lucky for me I got a critical success 
Oh shit, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was all proud of my 20, but whatever, bro. Okay, hey, <laughs> Good both, job. both excellent. So, uh, Flick and Bria, you both notice uh, uh, during the short rest uh, that Mirko looks nervous uh, and takes some glorp like a spare bit of some of the glorp that he's been consuming and like puts a little container of it like in a corner of the tunnel uh, just to like, well, you all can ascribe whatever reasoning you would like, but uh, you notice Mirko doing this. So when you ask uh, that question, uh, Kit, Mirko, uh, you you can see that there is like some serious thought happening on the part of the Alglorp because normally he responds very, very quickly. Um, but but eventually, uh, Mirko nods and just says, um, if I have the time or the space and the space, yeah, there's a place we can put it. He's going to use his body? I was actually going to Is that a that Terran a comment thing. or a Bria comment? Both. <laughs> Mirko looks at you and says, uh, I'm honestly kind of flattered at the tone with which you asked that but um and he reaches up and like pulls off a little portion of his earlobe which returns to glorp in his hand and just looks at you and goes but yeah if i have to put your ear back on boy he does (laughs) his ear's gonna clap him on the shoulder and say oh my god good man oh my god this is getting serious no, I'm nervous. Part of me wants to tell him to turn invisible after he casts a uh, hold monster. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, maybe, maybe do something to like extra protection. I don't know, something else. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of inclined to say like both from like, a, oh, poor baby, but also like it would be really helpful if he was willing to do that yeah. after mm-hmm. the battle. Like part yeah. of me is like, he can help us out in the surprise round and then like do whatever he needs to do to protect himself unless we're in deep shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let's do this. Let's go inside. Okay. Okay. Ready. We're ready. Are you ready? Are, Are you we? ready? <laughs> yes. No. I feel like I don't want to send him in first now, so I'm going to go ahead and go first. Okay. So are we sneaking in? Are we hoping for a surprise round here? Yes. Yes, sure. we are. Yeah. All right. I am going to need dexterity stealth checks from all. But PS without trace is, out, is on us, right? Yes. Okay. I did see Kit sort of uh, motion like, as if she were banging her staff on the ground. Like, <laughs> yes, I am casting my staff spell. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. I knew exactly what you were doing, too. Alrighty. Let's go in opposite order. So, Bria, what's your stealth? 38. Fucking hell. Uh, Flink, what's yours? I'm giving myself a precognition here, just because <laughs> okay. that's sure. fun. Oh, that's good. Um, that is a 24. Great. Uh, Bizier, what'd you get? Got a 12. <laughs> Total? How is that even possible? I rolled a, a 5. Oh, no. God, the plus 10. Oh, God. 22. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, thank God. I was like, well, I have bad news <laughs> for all of you. Uh, all right, Kit, what'd you get? I, You know, I was kind of hoping that that was actually what Bizier had oh, no. rolled, so it would make me look so bad. <laughs> um, what'd you get? I got a 17. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Let me roll for Let me roll for Mirko. Do you want my inspiration? Mirko got a 28. Oh, no. That's up to you, but tell me now before before I reveal what happens. I mean, up to you all. Up to you all if you think. I mean, I just don't know if it's a group roll or not. But. Oh, right. I did say this was going to be a you group You did say check. it was a group check. I uh-huh. did say that. So, okay. So you, the rest of your crew got, well, a majority of the rest of your crew did quite well. Uh, so 
Kit, why, why did you get a 17? What happens? I think that my hands are shaking so much that the staff is like rattling on the ground. <laughs> but you're the last one uh, yeah. to go up, so it's rattling like on the ground while we're going up. <laughs> right, uh-huh. right. I love that. That's great. That's great. All right. So you pop up and I think it's time for us to roll initiative. Here we go. Is there going to be a new soundtrack? Oh, no. Flick, what's your initiative? I crit again, so that's a 23, and I that's I hate critting on initiative rolls. I, I know don't like you going do. first. <laughs> I love it. Vizdira, what'd you get? 21. All right. Kit. Six. Oh, my God. You want to switch? <laughs> you want to switch? And Bria. 13. All right. And Mirko. <laughs> Mirko got a three. Oh, he's even more scared than me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess so. So you all quietly, you wait. Bria is able to get sort of a, 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 a good sense of the patrol pattern. You all burst up or quietly burst up, I guess, into the node chamber, catching the guards here off guard. The very first thing you notice is that there is a fourth creature here. There is a flying spined devil whose feet were not on the ground, and so Bria did not catch it. Uh, but it is sort of following the patrol pattern just in the air a little ways. Um, but other than that, things are exactly as you hoped they would be. And we begin this surprise round with <laughs> with Flick. <laughs> what if I what if I passed on my surprise round? Um, uh, you can you can if you would like you can uh, ready an action for when someone else does something that you know they're going to do. Well, and I only I, that was mostly a joke, but I only say that because my first action was going to be a shatter, and it would completely ruin everything if that's what has to happen. Um, I mean, you all are going to get your full surprise round regardless, but but certainly that will be loud, yes. But I can also attack twice as my surprise round, yeah? I can take the attack action, like if I shoot an arrow or something? Okay, great. Yep. Um, so I think I'm actually going to do that at the flying spined devil now that we see that. Oh, sure. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to do is attack twice there. The first attack, quiet. That's a 26. Oh, yeah. Absolutely hits. Uh, remind me, the bow is magic? Uh, no, but I have a magic arrow that I'm going to use right now. Okay, that's fine. So I use that. And then this one is actually not magical, but it is the same a 26 to hit. Yes, absolutely. That hits. The magical arrow was a 9 damage. And then a six damage with the non. Okay. Flick two excellent shots. Pew, pew, right at uh, at the spined devil, getting it in both of its shoulders. It looks not good, uh, but it is still up there flying, and you have its attention. Bizdira, you are up next. All right. I'm going to run up to one of the Abishai. Yes. I'm going to attack three times. Yes. Why don't you do them one at a time since you are trying to stunning strike, and yes. that will change the rolls oh, if you succeed. Yes. Stunning strike. The first attack is a 23 to hit. Oh, that's the hole in its armor. So you meant... No, yes, of course you hit with a 23. <laughs> and I'll use this the key point to stunning strike on that one. All so right. Go ahead and roll your damage while I roll. Four. Yeah, go ahead. It's this con save. Uh, uh, like, DC four, it succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a con save, yeah. All right. So this time it got a 19 on that con save. So it is not stunned, but do your damage. That's going to be 10 points of pow pow. A nice strike. All right. Second attack. Second attack is a, what did I say? A 23 for the last one. That's a 24. I'll use another key point to try to stun again. 
Oh, this time it's a 26 con save. Son of a bitch. Well, it's another nine points of damage. I mean, you're hurting him for sure. That's good. Um, and I'm another one. All right, last one. And that's a 25 to hit. <laughs> well, that's always getting better, so that's good. <laughs> and that'll only be four damage. It's a 17 to save. Son of a bitch. So he's not Uh, Biz, stunned. make me an insight check. 12. With advantage, because you just hit this thing three times. 16. <laughs> the, uh, uh, much like white devils, Abishai, uh, sorry, much like white dragons, white Abishai are, uh, quite hearty. Uh, so you, you recognize that this will be an uphill battle to stun this one after a few failed attempts. Okay. Not impossible, obviously, but difficult. Mm-hmm. Then again, it's me. So who, uh, you know, I might roll a crit fail on the very next one. Who's to say? Right. All right. That is your action bonus action and move Bizdira, which means we move to Berea. Wasn't Mirko before me? No, he Mirko rolled was last. No, Mirko's a three. Oh, a three. Okay. I legitimately, listening to those two turns, had to remind myself how to play this damn game. This has been Incredible. a very long time. So I am going to head to the other Abishai. Yes, that's what they're called. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going mm-hmm. to, I get to attack with both daggers, correct? Yes, two attacks. Uh, yeah, daggers. action for one, bonus action for the other one. Okay. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That'll hit. Is that a magic dagger? It is a magic Should be. dagger. It's the one I gave her back. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I knew the answer. I just wanted to have that moment. Uh, <laughs> yes, okay, great. Oh my god. Okay, so that's 23 damage. Woof! Okay. And then I try to hit it with my other dagger. Not so good. Uh, for an 18? 18 does hit. Okay. For an additional 9 damage. Okay, so a couple of stabs uh, deep into the other uh, Abishai in the room. Next up in the order is Kit. Great. How close together are these friends walking around in a circle? How much space is in between them? Uh, does it need to be less than 30 feet? Yes. Then yes, you can do it. I mean, there's probably like 10 feet in between each of them, but they're, 30 feet's a big area. You're good to do that. No, but I mean like, so so if one is here and the other is here, there's this is 10 feet between the two of them? I think that sounds about right to me. 10, 15 feet? Well, 10. Great. Great. 10 it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're, usually I can guess, but this time I don't know what you're trying. So sure, 10. Okie dokie. So it's 10. <laughs> I would like to call some lightning, and it's lightning, not thunder, so it's not loud. Oh, I see. Uh, Oh, I have bad news for you, though. What? You need to be able to see the sky. I think maybe so. Do you have to be outside for this one? Oh, yes, you are right. Okay, that's fine. We'll do the other one, which is not as good, but it's fine. Uh, I'll do a third level moonbeam. So boring. That's so pretty. (laughs) But so Um, pretty. All right, and where do you place it? This one... So it's a five-foot radius, so I can place it, like, and get two of them, kind of? I think you can get an Abishai and the Spine Devil with a Moonbeam. I don't think you can get both Abishai. Great. I'll get an Abishai and a Spine Devil. Totally fine. All right. Uh, Keep me honest, on those turns, they will roll constitution saves and take some damage. Amazing. Anything else, Kit? Not right now. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, and last but not least, we are at Mirko in this surprise round, who turns to the Abishai that Bria uh, is fighting and begins yanking at some some weave threads again and casts a powerful hold monster spell. 
I think even with advantage, this white Abishai just failed. Yep. Even with advantage uh, against magical effects, this Abishai, the one in front of you, Bria, locks up and is paralyzed in place. And you see an opening for you. That's the end of the surprise round and the end of this week's episode. We're going to leave it there for this week. Okay, okay, we're doing okay, we're doing okay. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out how the fight goes, you know, once the enemies have a chance to do something. That should be exciting. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DNDLastRefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Pistira, Kid, Brienne, and Flip. Yes, it's been a while. Happy gaming, y'all. Ha 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 